everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera, and I am joined by producer Corey today. This episode is once again brought to you by Props.Cash, the absolute best in the business. You need it for betting player props for the NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, you name it. They've got a chart for it. It's absolutely dynamic, and it really is helpful when I'm handicapping. It's something that I'm using every single day, every single time that I'm putting in a bet. I'm always taking a look at what the what those red and green charts look like on Props.Cash. So if you want to join and you want to get in on this action, use code DELERA25 for 20 25% off for your first month and let's help you cash that with props.cash. Producer Corey, how are you doing today, man? Uh, you know, our New York football giants got that nice win, but it is NBA season now. Super it's Bowl. eating season. Do we time to look at the are Knicks we are we just and not be sad? Yeah, exactly. About like, it. are we saying that like Maybe. it's is it just basketball season now, like given the state of the New York football giants for you? You know I'm a frozen boy. <laughs> My attention has gone straight to puck. I know. You just love pucking. Um, but our devs look good, and we have the New York Knicks opener tonight, and we will have some bets for that in this podcast. But um, I just want to check. How are you celebrating the holiday, How am I Joe? celebrating the holiday? Well, I am... Mm-hmm. I've been like feverishly working in my fantasy basketball leagues. I'm just firing out tweets. I'm firing out content. Um, It's been a whirlwind. You know, obviously we have the Cash That podcast, but then we're putting out content for Action Network. We're working on a couple different pieces and we're having a blast. Some of the stuff. Yeah, my mom uh, found some recipes she's going to work on and she said she won't watch the game. Uh, But I, you know, did a little snooping on her phone and I noticed she turned her MSG notifications back on. So. She'll be monosodium glutamate, glutamate or uh, the Knicks, <laughs> the Madison Square Garden Network. Joe, <laughs> did you see? Actually, before we get into this, did you see? So James Dolan obviously owns the Knicks, also owns the Sphere, certified. <laughs> yeah, well, he owns the Sphere in Vegas. The Knicks. I think I saw something about how the Knicks logo, like how their sponsorship on like the logo now, it's the Sphere. <laughs> Just like. No fucking yeah. way. I don't know if it's true. Really? I might have just gotten conned by like one of those uh the now like now on X. I might have just gotten conned. Um but it's yeah, oh, Twitter. but it's still just very funny. Mm. Um but now you have now I have to watch. I have to see. Yeah. I I'm not so I can either call you an idiot or I'll be like, "Wow, that's I know. crazy." I'm it's a little funny because I'm just like really not I'm genuinely not like totally sure which way we're going with it but um it should it should definitely still be it should I just thought it was funny I was like this fucking guy man like of course like it's not beyond the realm of possibility that you were not conned and that's real exactly exactly he's a lunatic the the thing the thing that we're trying to not con you guys with is our plays, obviously, for the Wednesday NBA slate. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hit you with a couple off the bat. I'll probably sprinkle a couple in as I go through just because, you know, that's kind of the way we do things here. Like, so there's a couple plays that I know I want to get in. I know I want you guys to play. And you might have been able to see them on a different medium, but I want to be able to talk about them, flesh it out a little bit more. Um, but just a reminder, 
some of the content that we're putting out so far this year is I'm working on the fantasy props, the fantasy or the player props forecast rather is out once again, that piece is out. It's going to be out weekly with the action network. I'm also working on a fantasy basketball forecast with Brian Fonseca and it's a nice piece. Um, We're talking risers, fallers, injury pivots, good schedule. And I'm sprinkling in a little bit of player prop ideas or angles within that within that fantasy forecast too. So there's a little bit of something actionable besides for your fantasy basketball content. And the difference between the two articles is really going to be um, that mine is a lot of times focused on uh, the the forecast, the main forecast uh, is a lot of times focused on star players. Whereas with fantasy, a lot of times it's about the niche players. So you can kind of get those role players, find a little bit of action there and see some and try to find some value. Um, and then obviously we're going to be on buckets. So I'm going to be on buckets. The episode drops every Monday. So you can listen to me there with Matt Moore and Jim Turvey. And I'll probably sprinkle in some other appearances as well. Um, but with that, the plays that I absolutely want you to play Lock these in. I've been a I'm a turnover slut this year, Corey. Like, call me an apple because I'm gonna turn over. Like, this is crazy. But look, Victor Wembanyama. That was topical. Nice, good job. I I was trying, man. I was trying. Um, we got Victor Wembanyama over one and a half turnovers in his NBA debut. We've got Jordan Poole over two and a half turnovers for the Washington Wizards in his debut. And then I also like the Minnesota Timberwolves on the money line against the Toronto Raptors. And then we're looking at the New York Knicks, obviously. We're obviously looking at the New York Knicks in the second quarter on the money line. You can get that around plus 105. Um, I'm sure as we're talking, we'll sprinkle in a couple more bets, a couple more plays that we're looking at. But those were just a couple off the top that I really liked. Um, I want to talk about Victor first. You guys, if you listen to the Dan Titus episode, you might have heard some of this. Uh, It should sound decently familiar, right? But the thing about Victor is he's an alien. The dude is just the lankiest of lank. And he's got got limbs that just, he can literally like touch the rim standing. It's unbelievable. Like the guy is the lankiest guy of all time. Obviously, he's going to get a lot of blocks. And that's something that the books are factoring in. You're seeing the two and a half. It's been very popular. Um, the concern that I have, I, I think the blocks is fine, right? But like, I my concern is, you know, he's doing it in preseason. He had uh, 2.75 blocks per game in the four preseason games, 21 minutes per game. Um, and he was obviously doing this overseas. This is not something that is new to him. The, my concern with Victor is that because of that length, and because of the speed and what you're seeing in the, in the NBA uh, with the defenders and things like that, I think that he's going to be a little bit more susceptible to turning the ball over. Um, he's going to, especially with Jeremy Sohan as the point guard now. So normally Spurs, they have Trey Jones. Uh, he would normally be the guy that's he's, like, he's a natural point guard. Sohan, I get that they're trying to do some different things, see what works, uh, see if that's a lineup that can fit um, in a season where they're not necessarily trying to win. I think they're trying to just figure things out more. Um, but at the same time, it probably means it's going to put the ball in Victor's hands a little bit more, either dribbling up the court, trying to create his own shot, doing something different because Sohan is not like a traditional point guard a traditional facilitator um and i think that that's going to leave victor open to you know just more opportunities to make mistakes more opportunities for somebody to pick his pocket um in the preseason he averaged 2.75 turnovers in 21 minutes per game but on top of that when we look at this if we look back at what he did 
in his time in the French league. Um, he actually was averaging, uh, he was, he went over this line in over 70% of games. He was averaging about 2.7 turnovers per game. So we're looking, in my opinion, this line is just like a full turnover off. Um, I bet it originally at minus 115. It's been since bet up to like minus 130, minus 145. I've seen even some minus 160s. I think that it's still okay to do that. And the reason being is that I just think that it's a full turnover off. And if this moves up to two and a half and we actually can get a plus number, I really don't hate it. Like, I think I might actually play the plus number depending on what it comes in at. Right. Um, just because I need to, I need to see where exactly they move with it. But at even minus minus one we're looking at implied odds of 61 and a half percent. And the way that I'm capping this, the way that I think that he's going to have not only the expanded role, but I think he's going to have a little bit of a difference. It's a little bit different. Obviously, playing you know guys like Luca, Kyrie, um, even like a Grant Williams, like you're playing like NBA players that have been in the league for years and they're vets, and like they know exactly how to pick your pocket. They know exactly the speed of the game, and that's something that he's going to have to adjust to. So I like Victor to go over one and a half turnovers in this spot. And the other thing about Victor um, is. I know Brandon's talked about this and it's a, it's a bet three, six, five prop, but you got to take him to record five blocks in any game. It's minus 300. It sounds ridiculous. You got to take it. He just did it in his last preseason game. He had five at minus 300. It's only 75% implied odds. Uh, and per Brandon, I'm just going to straight up quote him uh, because I like this play. Last season, 27 different NBA players recorded five blocks in a game. 17 of them did it multiple times. Jaron Jackson Jr. did it 14 times. So he could honestly get five in a single possession, let alone once during the entire season. You got to bet this before this game tips off. It's minus 300 at bet three, six, five. I get that it's a big minus number, but honestly, we might have a cash by like sometime in November. So don't don't sweat it too hard. Um, And I want to lead this into a little bit of a conversation about betting minus numbers, betting plus numbers and like why I do what I do, like in terms of the numbers that I'm looking for and the way that I'm betting these lines. I think that sometimes it's worth laying the juice because like I said, the implied odds and versus what I have it at or the way that I'm capping it, I think that there's a significantly different or a significantly greater edge in terms of whether or not it's going to happen. And with player props, it's not like a when you're looking at some of these, especially where it's like one and a half or two and a half, the books don't usually move it off the number because it's a little bit more sticky. It's not like, you know, if you're betting on like a quarterback passing yards prop, right? So the difference there is the difference between like 265 and 280 is maybe like one and a half, two passes, right? Or like two completions. Um, Whereas the difference between like one and a half and two and a half turnovers is much more significant um, depending on the way that you're capping it or like what your projections projections are. So they can move it in those instances with, and like leave the juice basically at minus minus one ten. Whereas with the NBA and some of these shorter props, you can't move the line in the same fashion. You have to adjust the juice. I think that a lot of times this causes people to say like, well, I got one and a half still, or I got two and a half still. Is it like, I I got the same number as you. It's like, no, not, not always. Like you didn't always get the same number. And I think that that's one of the things that matters. And it's, it's a little bit disingenuous sometimes like when you see it on social media or you know you see people putting out these these lines these bets and they're like you know like unless they're posting their bet slip 
you don't know if they got it. Like you don't know if they bet that. Um, and that's why I try to do it as much as I can, uh, especially on the plays that I post out on Twitter, just so that way, like you guys know this line existed. I'm not bullshitting you. It's, it's legit. I'm trying to be transparent. Um, but the reason I say this is that you can really inflate a record dramatically by changing the juice that you bet something on. So if you're, I, I think that flat betting is the way to go, but a lot of people bet to bet to win back like the unit. Um, I'm like a flat better. So I just bet usually one unit on anything. It doesn't really matter what the juice is when you're juiced betting. It changes the analysis a lot because you're kind of changing the stake every time. So like, it's a little bit more difficult for unit management. Um, if I'm betting on something that's minus 160, I don't necessarily think that it's like if I was betting 1.6 units to win back one, I don't necessarily think that it's a 1.6 unit play. Um, but maybe I like it for like one unit. And that's because that's the way that I bankroll manage. Whereas like there's another play that's like minus 110, but I'm betting 1.1 units on it. So, and but I like them the same. So I think that that's something that you need to consider when you're putting these bets out there and like how it matters. Because if you win, sure, like you won one unit on either bet. But if you lost, you lost one and a half or 1.6 units or you lost 1.1 units. So that type of analysis, that type of thought process is why it's so important to really manage your bankroll, especially at the beginning of the season um, and understand like how you want to follow this, how you want to tail different people, how you want to... um, kind of take advantage of some of these lines because NBA is one of those sports where there's so many games, there's so many spots, there's a lot of players that you know, like that you know their names, you know their props, you know that there's so many different ways to bet them. Even baseball, there's only so many ways you can bet a player, right? Like you can bet their hits, their runs, their walks, like their RBIs, whatever. But it's all kind of going down to like a couple plate appearances. Whereas with the NBA, you can bet on a variety of different categories. You can you can bet on you know them to score in the first quarter. You could bet on them to you know to make a first basket. You can bet on them to record a certain amount of assists. And you could do combo props, like whatever. There's there's so many more options, but they're also like every day. So it's very different from even the NFL, where you know if you bet the board on the NFL, like it's there's a couple there's what each team's got one game per week. In the NBA, these teams got three, four, five games a week sometimes. So you have to really be able to pick your spots and you know make sure that you're not blowing your bankroll all in one night. And just understanding that, like, yeah, some days there's going to be six plays, and other days there might be two, there might be none. Um, and I think that that's one of the hardest parts about the NBA because there is a little bit of FOMO there, and there is that like want to bet on everything or bet on every game or have some action in everything. There's game. There's another game tomorrow. There's probably more than one game tomorrow. So don't go crazy. Just you know, kind of handle your situation here and really take advantage of it the best that you can. So th- that's going to take me to my next turnover prop because, like I said, we love turnover props. Put this one out on the Twitter machine. Jordan Poole over two and a half turnovers. I think he's going to be a usage monster in Washington. I don't really see any circumstance where he plays fewer than 30 minutes. Last season when Poole played 30 plus minutes, he averaged 3.2 turnovers and had three plus in 71% of games. So that was, even though now he's going to be playing alongside Tyus Jones, Kyle Kuzma, he's going to have plenty of time to make mistakes. Indiana is another team that's going to be top of the league in pace. Washington should also be playing at a pretty fast pace. I expect this to go over easily. We were betting three and a half last year without like when Steph Curry was out. 
Um, and I just think that this is a, basically a full turnover short. So if you see a plus money three and a half, if that's the way you have to go, I still don't hate it. I still think it's a way that you can tack, attack Jordan Poole in this matchup. Additionally, the thing you need to think about here is, is Washington in a position where they want to keep Jordan Poole or are they in a position where they want to build up his trade value and then flip him to another team? Those are all things to consider. And I think that that's something that you need to think about and project and also understand that pool is just going to be a monster. He's going to be a usage monster. So I don't, I don't even hate there's a most improved player 24 to one on Jordan pool. His stats are going to be ridiculous this year. So at 24 to one, I think it's, I think it's worth a bite. Now let's talk about the New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics. I like this play for the Knicks to win the second quarter on the money line. You're getting plus 105. When we look back at these two teams last season, Boston was actually number one in the second quarter over the course of this over, over the course of the season, which I thought was uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, but also, the Knicks were seventh in the second quarter. Part of my thought process here is that. The Knicks have the like some of the highest levels of continuity in the league. They obviously signed Dante DiVincenzo back, or not back, but they got Dante DiVincenzo to join the bench squad while they left that while they moved on from Obi Toppin as they sent him to the Indiana Pacers. But when we look at these two teams, Boston has obviously undergone significant changes. Um, they acquired Kristaps Porzingis. They traded away Marcus Smart. They acquired Drew Holiday. They lost Grant Williams. So obviously, Boston is better. Boston is a better team, I think, than they were last year. But the thing is, I think that what they did in terms of their improvements kind of hurts their depth a little bit. And those are things that the New York Knicks have plenty of. So while I think that last season... Boston was obviously able to have plenty of uh, plenty of success right in the second quarter. A lot of that had to do with their rotations, their lineups, and it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a crapshoot as to see how exactly they're going to run the team this year, especially with those bench type of units. There's some chatter: Is Drew Holiday going to come off the bench? I don't know. He might. But if he does, then that means you know he's playing with a bunch of guys that he's probably played even fewer minutes with um, that are less talented. And we know that Drew, he, he can be a scoring force, but I think that at the same time, splitting up him and Derek White from a defensive standpoint is not necessarily the best idea. I think that he's there's no circumstance where Drew Holiday shouldn't be in Boston's starting five, or at least in their closing five. So I like the Knicks in the second quarter. You know you're going to get their bench unit. You know you're probably going to get some Brunson minutes with the bench, maybe some Randall minutes with the bench, but you're also going to be getting those Josh Hart minutes, those Emmanuel Quickly minutes, um, the Jericho Sims minutes, or the Hartenstein minutes. So I really do like this spot for New York in the second quarter, just based on the fact that they have the continuity and they and Boston has obviously hurt their depth and they're going to be playing some guys that you know even if they do have some minutes from uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, Porzingis, etc. They are going to be playing some more minutes from guys that weren't necessarily in the rotation last year. Even Peyton Pritchard, they just signed him that extension, not necessarily a guy that was playing a bevy of minutes last season. So I think that this is a great spot for New York. I like to back them in the second quarter in this spot. Uh, and I think that New York is going to be pretty good over the course of the season. But, you know, producer Corey is going to have to temper my expectations on this one just because, you know, I, I just am going to get hurt. It's inevitable. 
I'm not the guy to come to to temper expectations on a team I like. All right. Well, then here we are. I appreciate you. Go next. Go next. <laughs> Sorry. We need a new Go next. Room. We're winning the title. Yeah. We're winning next. the title. Go Giants. <laughs> um, fuck the fuck Pacers. The Pacers. <laughs> Uh, I do like the Pacers, and I do like Tyrese Halliburton, as you guys all know. But I'm going to punch you square in your jaw the next time I see you for saying that. <laughs> um, the the next play that I want to talk about, uh, I'm going to just refer you guys to buckets for my Minnesota Timberwolves cap. But for the most part, uh, look, the Raptors' new coach, uh, they've moved on from Nick Nurse. Um, they lost Fred Van Vliet. You now have Dennis Schroeder at the point guard position. Um, Scotty Barnes, he's not listed on the injury report, but he did hurt his foot a little bit in that preseason finale. And I think that Minnesota is going to have a great year. I really like Minnesota overall. I like their talent. I like the fact that they're going to have a full season together, um, presumably healthy. You know, obviously they ha- were dealing with some injury issues last year. And Anthony Edwards got to spend a lot of time with Team USA and kind of improving, crafting his game, playing against some of the best players in the world on the international FIBA stage. So even though it was rough for Team USA, I do like the spot for the Minnesota Timberwolves here um, and Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, potential future Nick, but who knows? Who knows? Um, I do like, so Minnesota Timberwolves on the money line. I, I think this is a great spot for them. The next play that I wanted to touch on is this is a little bit of a teaser because we're jumping ahead. We're actually jumping off of Wednesday. Um, we are jumping into the Thursday slate. And on the Thursday slate, yeah, I know, Corey, we're getting really ahead of ourselves. We have the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks. This game is fucking fascinating. And the reason it's fascinating is because jo- uh, James Harden still has yet to report to Sixers camp. There has obviously been a lot of talk. Uh, there's been some comments saying you know there's things going on with his family or you know maybe it's stuff that it's just that he hates you know he hates daryl Morey. check a strip club near you you might find it's it's really a tough spot i don't know what's going on so i don't want to comment like too too much on the situation but i i will be making all the wild (laughs) accusations please okay so this is perfect so Corey's going to just make the accusations and then you guys can make your own decisions but at the same time Everybody needs a fall guy, Joe. Everybody needs a fall guy. We all do. But at the same time, James Harden is not reported. The spread sits at five and a half, and you are getting this insane combination right now of Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo showing up in your building. That is not something that you need for as a Philadelphia fan right now. Like it's just not. It's not great, right? So what do we think about the spread? I think the spread probably fair right now. I I don't know if it's necessarily actionable at this point, but I will tell you that it seems, it seems unlikely that Harden's going to play if he hasn't reported yet. I, and even if he does play, it's like, is he going to really just walk into the building and play? Right. Here's the thing. Last season, Tyrese Maxey played 13 games without James Harden. In those games, he averaged 24.8 points per game. And he was a menace. He was an absolute menace. He was at 20, he was at 3.8 rebounds and he was at 5.4 assists. So he went over his assist line, which is at four and a half in 77% of games. He went over his points line in eight of 13 games. 
So 62% of games. And he actually just missed it twice. He had 21 twice. So if we did that, it would be 77% as well. I think if you're looking to back any player in this game, you want to look at Tyrese Maxey. He fills into that role perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Um, I think that if Harden is to get traded, he's obviously a most improved candidate. But I'm looking to bet on Tyrese Maxey over 20, 20 and a half, 21 and a half points. It's up on DraftKings right now. Um, I haven't seen the his points line anywhere else at this point in time, uh, but it looks like 21 and a half is probably going to be the number. I think that that's actionable, but I do think that maybe uh, in order to kind of capture both the points and the assists, you play that little PA line. His PA line is at 26 and a half hit that in 62% of games without James Harden last year. So I do think that this is a wonderful, wonderful spot for for Tyrese Maxey to kind of ball out, especially because without Drew Holiday, that obviously damages Milwaukee's perimeter defense. Now he's going to get to play against straight up against Damian Lillard, who is not a great defensive player. So this this really slots in even more for a game where Tyrese Maxey could be that dude and really kind of ball out and show that like he is that up and comer. He is that guy for the Philadelphia 76ers. I really like this spot. He's going to be able to drive. He's going to be able to get into the paint. He's going to be able to get by Damian Lillard. I like Tyrese Maxey. Additionally, we got a ladder, guys. We got a ladder. Brooke Lopez, we are going to take his three-point prop. His three-point prop is over one and a half threes at plus 185 right now. You know why I like this? He played one preseason game alongside of Giannis and Dame on October 15th. In that game, he attempted six three-pointers. Barely even played that many minutes. Last season, he averaged only 4.1 attempts and only took six or more in 27 of 78 regular season games. So I think this is something to watch because I think that this is the pivot. In an effort to space the floor for Giannis to drive into the paint, I'd expect Lopez to park himself on the perimeter, and then this will give Lillard and Giannis much more room to operate in the pick and roll while giving them both another three-point threat they can kick to because they're both pretty willing passers, and Brooke Lopez has shown that he's an excellent three-point shooter. But when we go into this even more, I really love it because if we look back at Brooke Lopez against Joel Embiid in particular. If we go back his last one, two, let's count these. One, two, three, four, five, six. In his last six contests against the Philadelphia 76ers, he has gone over this line in five of them with three plus in four and four plus in three of them. So the volume is there. It kind of got a little wonky at the end of last season, um, but he still just balls out. Like he he throws up points. He's got 16, 17, 17, 15, 26, and 21 points in this matchup. Uh, it's I, like, I really, really do like the spot for him. Uh, the one and a half threes, I think is just far too low. And even when we look at his points line, his points line is only at 12 and a half. And I just told you, he's gone over that now in six straight games against Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. So love the spot. And I think Brooke Lopez is definitely an angle that we're going to be taking in that Thursday game against the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid. Um, with that, 
Guys, I want to be able to get you guys in and out of here. Uh, we talked about some of the major points. We are going to come back, obviously, next week. We'll talk about maybe some more bigger picture things, some things that we learned. But one of the things that I do want to impress upon you is I've said this over and over again. When you think you have an angle, you need to try to take advantage of it as soon as possible, as fast as possible, and as hard as possible. Um because you might not get the opportunity to again. It's like, you know, if you, you know, if you see, if you're at the buffet line, right? Or no, let's not even say the buffet. Let's say you're at the, you're at a barbecue. You're at a barbecue and you see, you're like, you're, you're, you're watching stuff go out on the plate, like, you know, on the grill. You're like, man, like that, that piece of chicken looks fucking great. Like, I want that. Like, that's, that looks like a good, like, like you're grilling drumsticks, right? And you're like, yo, I need that. Like, I, I think I want that. And you're like, ah, like, I don't know. Like, I got to see what else. I, I got to see maybe like what else is there. Or I got to see like maybe there's going to be another batch of drums that's like even better. You know what happens sometimes? There's no more fucking drums. There's no more, there's no more value anymore. And all you have left is like a hot dog. Because you need to be able to take advantage of what you're looking at. And really get in there and like trust your instincts to a certain degree. Like obviously like you don't have to blow like your whole bankroll. Like I've said before, you don't have to do that. But what you can do is really try to take advantage of these spots where you're like, I know I have an edge. I know my cap is right. And if I am right, I'm going to be so right that they're going to move this line. Like you want to be able to get in on it as early as possible and as soon as possible. So I understand like wanting to wait and saying like, well, like I want my volume to be lower or like I want, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be more cautious at the beginning of the season. I think that that's fine. Um, you can do that. But when you do have an angle, try to take advantage of it and try to hit it as early and as often as possible because you might not get that drumstick again. You might just get another hot dog. And what are we here for? I mean, we love a nice hot dog. It's consistent. It's reliable. Even a bad one is still good, probably. But you still got to take advantage of those opportunities when you have them. So, producer Corey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Joe. You're doing better. Season's season started. I feel better about just life in general right now. Me too. Um, I got an ongoing war with MSG, and what happened? I. I'm going to have to be in front of an actual television with a cable box to watch the Knicks um, because my MSG app is so What screwed. happened to it? Login information, usernames. They've overly complicated this whole process to the point where I cannot watch the Devils or the Knicks on my I phone, forgot the, which I is forgot a problem. That's where I do like 80% of my watch. You watch most of your games on your phone? Uh, yeah, I'm usually out and about in the middle of the week. That's so, fair. You know, a little late night work, still pop it on the phone. You got to have know? some crazy battery life on the phone for that. Do you have the battery pack? Nah, my phone, it's solid. It's like a 12, I think, or a 13 maybe. I feel like I have... She packs power I feel like I have punch. the 14 Pro and it's just like... The, actually, the battery is pretty good, but like still, like if I was watching TV on it... I don't scroll nearly as much on X as true. I'm a big scroller. I'm not looking at X videos all day long like Joe. <laughs> not over safe here. for work. <laughs> so it definitely, you know, frees up the battery in that aspect, but you just hey, plug it in. Why not? Guys, I do want to say though, before we get into pods and recs, um, do you so me and Corey, producer Corey, we have decided to switch our like server for 
doing these episodes. So we are doing this. Uh, we're using. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it. No free ads. Um, but we're we're using yeah. an, we're using a different company. It's a lot easier for us to actually upload this this podcast onto YouTube. Uh, you guys could see us. Um, you could you know maybe leave some comments like whatever whatever you want. It's just another avenue. Um, for us to communicate with you guys, get this podcast out there and try to grow the audience, try to grow the brand for cash that if that's something that you guys want, let us know. Um, we could probably get that done. I think we sound, I think we're going to sound crispier too. Um, and I'll tell you what, this video is like very, very clear. And I think that I'm going to have to like, I, like I, my hair is done right now, but I'm definitely not going to be able to look like a fucking schlep if we're putting this on YouTube every time. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know, but yeah, I'm gonna have to put my makeup on yeah, and everything. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Shannon Sharp was like Devils are up for yeah. one. Hell yeah! But what do we have? What are, what's our what are we recommending here, Corey? Besides looking at us while we talk. Well, you might be asking yourself, Corey, you can't get on the MSG app. How are you watching the Devils? How do you know they're up four to one? Here comes the wreck. If you're a sick fuck like me who loves Puck, you got to get ESPN Plus's Frozen Frenzy. It is red zone for the NHL. It's nothing but power plays and fights. It is fucking awesome. (laughs) I thought, like, how are they going to pull this off? There's no red zone. I was like, duh, now this makes sense. Just give me power plays and fights. It's all, it's like It doesn't seem like something that should work, but I guess it does. It's working. I didn't, I was very, very, uh, suspicious of the whole thing. I was like, eh, it's going to probably, it's like a gimmick, you know, ESPN's tried a whole bunch of gimmicks with their coverage of the NHL recently, like putting players stats and names over their head as they're skating across the ice. Like it's a video <laughs> game. Hate that. Get that shit out of here. Uh, they had the hot puck where the puck was like, had a tail so you could That's track so it. Unnecessary. Um, that worked. That worked back when they used to cover it in like the late nineties and early two thousands when everybody had, you just couldn't TVs. see it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right, but now you can. It's pretty easy to see a black puck on white ice with. Yeah, an you're HDTV, like, was that a so... blown pixel or was that the puck? <laughs> right. This is maybe the best innovation they've ever tried with the NHL in terms of coverage. Um. So yeah, MSG, you might be giving me a hard time, but there's always a way, and I found it. I've seen every goal tonight, and um, power plays. So eat shit, MSG. I'm an ESPN Hell boy. Yeah. Hell yeah, I um. I love the Knicks, though. Don't take away no, my Knicks. Can't take away the Knicks. I, I'm gonna recommend. Um, I had some chicken thighs today, so that was fucking great. I love, and I, I really do love paprika. I think it's an underrated spice. Um, so I think I'm gonna recommend paprika. I think you can put it on a variety of different things. It's not like exactly like an overly spicy spice or anything. I, and you know what actually blew my mind? Did you know this? Like, I, I didn't know this until like relatively recently that paprika is just ground up red peppers yeah when did you learn that uh when it was a character on blues clues and i had to look it up i don't believe that i'm a curious i was a curious did you watch blues clues that you could had like red like ready access to the internet or something look something up who said i used the internet you used the book i had encyclopedias (laughs) as a kid dude remember encyclopedia britannica I, the farmer's almanac, <laughs> all that shit. Like, you remember those infomercials where they try to sell you like these enormous book sets for like 
thousands of dollars for your senior kid going to college like he's gonna yeah, like imagine these. like if your dorm was just full of actual actual books like instead it's just rolling paper i was thinking well it's funny because like it, for anybody that's listening that's also a lawyer they sell like these law like the law bro- books that like actually like the also rolling yeah, paper. The citations apparently make sense I was having this conversation. Apparently, citations make sense if you own the books and use the books, but nobody fucking uses the books. So it's literally just like people pay for these and it's like they're nice backgrounds. They look nice like on a, on a bookshelf, um, but you're literally just paying for like a Zoom background decoration. Um, so it's yes. that's kind of – that's fucking crazy. Um, I will also recommend because I started – I've been – I had to – I finally joined a new gym over here and – let me tell them. Finally, the world has been wondering when you'd Dude, return. I, like I, I've been like going on the stairmaster, and I'm just fucking dying, like dying. I'm there for ten minutes. I'm like, this is <laughs> hell. Like I, I have so many regrets. I'm never gonna be the master of these yeah, stairs. Like, I, I'm this fucking stair bitch right now. Like it's fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to recommend. I really like this one. Um, I really like this one chest press machine and I have no idea how to describe it, but I love a nice plate loaded chest press. And I think it's just, I think it's just like you can push more probably because it's like stabilized for you. Um, I like, I, I are you laying down or, stand, or sitting, like up? sitting up, but like on a little bit of an angle. Is it, is it, is it uh hanging down and you're yeah, pushing kinda. up? I know what you're you know, talking it's, about. It's nice. It feels good. I don't know what that machine's uh, called. I think it's, I mean, yeah. it's like, it's a chest press machine, but it's fucking. You can go individual. You could, if you're yeah, into you that. could go individual, but like, I think it's better to just go two at a time. Um, be equal, be even. Um, yeah. Who wants to be there longer than yeah, they need to be? Don't discriminate between your left and your right pec, <laughs> man. Like you gotta just, you gotta just do it. That's going to create some weird problems yeah, down the you road. You gotta just okay? do it up. So I'm going to recommend the chest press for you guys. And you know, you gotta be equal. You got to make sure that you're balancing the equities here and you need to really be able to make sure that when you're, when you're pressing, don't press your luck too hard, you know? So that's why you need to use props.cash and make sure that you have the analytics behind your picks every single time. You need to make sure that that hit rate is there, that that Tyrese maxi play is hitting at a proper rate. You need to be able to make sure that you're going back and making sure that the reps were done. So that way there is not there's a plethora of data and it's not just like, oh, there was only one game there. That's just an outlier. Um, and you need to make sure that it's even and you need to make sure that these numbers matter, whether somebody's in, somebody's out, whether the matchup's different. And you can see all of that information on props.cash. So thank you, props.cash. This episode was sponsored and pr- brought to you by props.cash. Sign up for 25% off with code Delara 25. But producer Corey... It's been a hell of a ride here. It's been a great first day of the NBA season. We're excited. I can't wait to trail all your bets. I know today. it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking electric. So get those. I'm just gonna be reloading your action. Get network those picks in. Picks. Constantly. Get those picks in. Reload the action network. Action network app. Reload X. Follow me. Actually, go get. Whatever, like whatever your significant others, your moms, your dads, get their phones, sign them up for X, and have them follow me, and let's all cash that. <laughs> <laughs>